This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I've been having a lovely time walking through Amashio Forest. The trees are bigger than any others I've seen, and some of the logs have been hollowed out so you can walk through them. It's amazing. Several of my friends told me I had to swing by, and they were definitely right. I've also decided to stop by the town of Amashio, named after the forest, of course. It's a growing village just outside the tree line known for being quite a crafty place. They're a hub for wood carvers and other artisans. Amashio has more wood shops per capita than any other town, I think. Nobody cuts these beautiful trees down. In fact, they feel very strongly about protecting the forest. But the big trees do drop large branches, which can be used to make all sorts of things. I expect to hear the carrying sounds of sawing, carving, and hammering as I spot the edge of the town, but all is quiet. I would have thought there'd be a flurry of activity in the middle of the day, but maybe they're just late risers. As I get closer, I notice my own footsteps fading. Maybe the gravel has been spelled to be quiet, certainly an odd choice, but not unheard of. By the time I make it to the town proper, there's no sound at all. My clothes don't rustle, my shoes don't scuff, and I bet if I took my sword out of its sheath, there would be no telltale shing. Maybe I was wrong about Amashio? Maybe this isn't a town of artisans. Maybe it's a scholar's town, full of studious mages very serious about their peace and quiet. Nobody is around. I go to knock on a few doors before I realize my mistake. Knocking gives no sound. I try a few more doors and ring some bells in case any happen to create noise, but no luck. Maybe people really just want to be left alone here. After some meandering, I find my way to what looks like the town square. There are lots of shops around, but only one seems to be open. Someone is selling wood figurines from a small cart. The figurines are adorable, and maybe the seller can explain what's going on. Welcome. You're the first customer of the day. Thank you. It's good to be here. Did you make those yourself? And carved from the finest wood our forest had to offer. They're lovely. I really like this one. 
Ah, you have good taste. Sorry if this seems out of place, but do you know why there's no sound in this village? <laughs> An understandable question. I wish I had a better answer for you. A few weeks ago, things just stopped making sounds. People can still talk, of course, and so can the animals. Even the forest still sounds like the forest, but everything in town that should make a noise simply does not. My wares included. And nobody knows why? Nobody knows why. The town witch is probably behind it, though. She's usually up to no good. What sort of no good? Uh, you know, witch things. Magic things. I, I don't trust spells. Why is that? The good things are only made with time and hard work. Magic is cheating. That's one way to see it, I guess. Where is she? I'd like to talk to her. She's across town, on the outskirts to the east. Follow that path and you'll get there. But you're on your own, kid. I'm not being the victim of her next spell. Here, take this. It's a totem for protection. If she tries anything, throw it at her and run. Thanks, I guess. I hope you can get her to bring sound back. I need my customers to wake up in the morning. I follow the path that the woodcarver said would lead me to the town witch. I should have asked for her name. It feels like witch might have been an insult in this circumstance. The path leads me to a section of the town with sparse buildings, and the easternmost home has a collection of eclectic art surrounding it. Very town witch aesthetic. And I mean that as a compliment. I go to knock on the door, not sure what I should do if nobody answers. Like with the other houses, knocking makes no sound. But this time, the door opens. A woman with a long skirt and messy hair greets me with a smile. She has kind eyes behind her glasses. I don't think the woodcarver is right about her causing all the sounds to stop. But... Maybe she knows more. I introduce myself and learn that her name is Sella. After I explain why I'm at her door, she invites me inside. How did you know I was knocking on your door? I didn't hear anything. Oh, I spelled a light to flash when there's someone at my door. I would have opened it even if you didn't knock, actually. Oh, that's really clever. Thank you. My, my brother is deaf, so I already knew how to do that kind of magic. Who knew it would come in handy? I've already done something similar for my kettle. No cold cups of tea for me. Speaking of, would you like some? Yes, please. It's right over here. Thank you. You seem well equipped for dealing with it, but do you know what's causing the sound to, well, not happen? I've been trying to figure this out myself. It's been affecting some of my potions. Would you believe the sounds of ingredients are just as important as the materials themselves? I never would have guessed. <laughs> me neither. There's all sorts of other problems this causes, of course, but that one was unexpected. Have you mentioned it to the other villagers? No, now that you mention it. Why? At least one of them seems to think you're behind the missing sound. <sighs> was it Eric's? That man wouldn't trust his own reflection. Does he sell wood carvings? So many. <sighs> yeah, that was him. 
Is he the only one? Not at all. He's certainly the most vocal about it. One time he threw a protection totem at me. Did it look like this? Yes, almost exactly. Don't worry, I'm not gonna uh, throw it at you. It's a good deterrent, I'll tell you that. I've been avoiding the man since. He's the only one that goes to such lengths to make his distrust clear, thankfully. (laughs) I don't blame you. If it helps at all, I didn't really believe him. You don't seem the paranoid type. I'm more the curious kind. That's good. I'm the same. Perhaps we can even team up to get to the bottom of this mystery. Oh, I'd like that. I mentioned that I don't have answers, but I do have a lead. I think I know where the sound is going. Sort of. I modified a tracking spell and it points northwest towards the forest. I think that means someone there is taking it. Intentionally? This sort of thing doesn't happen by accident. Or if it does, it fixes itself. Not immediately, but faster than what we're seeing here. I studied speculative magic, so I know a lot about the natural order of things. And how to break it. I know Eric's thinks I'm a witch, but I consider myself more of an experimental spellcrafter. That's really cool. Uh, not the fact that someone is taking the sounds. The experimental magic thing. (laughs) Thank you. I've been a bit reluctant to wander into the forest alone looking for the person who's done this, I admit. That's why I don't know anything. I tried a few scrying spells to get more information, but they weren't successful. What if we went into the forest together? I thought you'd never ask. Sela gathers her things, and we head out towards the forest, following her tracking spell. We walk along various paths while we can, but soon we find ourselves rambling through the brush. I keep getting distracted by the trees. They're so big and tall and wonderful. I've never seen anything like them. These trees are normal for Sela, but she doesn't mind my occasional stopping and staring. She even stops me from almost running headfirst into a low branch. Eventually, the tracking spell leads us directly to a tree. Bit odd, as we were both expecting a person. But Sela walks in a circle around it, and the beacon rotates to point at the tree, so this must be it. Hmm. I admit, I'm not sure where to go from here. Yeah, it's not like we could climb this. Maybe someone is inside the tree? Could it be hollow? That's possible. I'm sure I could whip up a spell to check. I'd just need a minute to think about it. The sounds did get louder as we got to the tree. That's gotta be significant. Hmm. Or they got louder as we got farther from the village. Hmm, true. Hello? Is someone there? What do you want? Talk with you, if that's okay? So loud. Sorry. Oh, we'll be quieter, but please, can we speak to you? Hello. I am Sequoia, Dryad of Amashio Forest. It's good to meet you, Sequoia. I'm Sela, and this is Ryan. We're from Imashio, the town, not the forest. Or I am. Ryan is visiting. 
Do you not like the town? It is so loud. Louder than you. Louder all the time. Bad loud. Well, not anymore. Yes. It is better this way. Peaceful. No loud town. Only forest. It's not actually better for the town. Better for me. Did you take the sound? Yes. Can you give it back? Why? You can't just steal. I think what Sela is saying is that, well, you wouldn't like it if your home had no sound, would you? If the leaves didn't rustle and the birds didn't chirp? No. The people who live in Amashio also don't like their home having no sound. Oh. Can you please put it back? But it's so much. Too much. It hurts. Sela, is there something you can do to help Sequoia so that she can fix this without being so unhappy? Hmm. Well, I could... No. Or actually, I... Yeah, that would work. I I could build you a magical sanctuary. Create a spell that blocks most of the noises from the town here in the forest without stopping it from happening. I would have... Quiet? Yes. When? I could do it tomorrow, I think. Would that be okay? That would be... Okay. Yes. Thank you. Here is your noise. I hear weeks of sound return to the village, let out all at once. Sequoia covers her ears, wincing. Sela is smiling, happy to have found her answers and in awe of the Dryad's magic. When it's done, Sequoia apologizes. Though I'm not sure if it's for releasing the sound or taking it in the first place. Regardless, we accept her apology. Sela agrees to meet Sequoia here tomorrow. She needs some supplies for the spells and to consult a few books to get the finer details in order before casting it. Then, Sela and I head back to the town. Some of the townspeople have noticed things being back to normal and a flurry of activity is growing. We pass Eric's, who seems pleased that potential customers are out and about. So, you figured it out, huh? Was uh, she behind it? She has a name. Sella figured it out, actually. Oh. Uh, good. Anything you want to say? Thank you. You're welcome. Anything else? I'm sorry. Really. Maybe there's something to this uh, magic. It can be hard work, too. In fact, I'm doing a pretty ambitious spell tomorrow in the forest. Want to come along? You know what? <laughs> Why not? Do you need anything for it? Actually, a protection totem would be helpful, believe it or not. Oh, you can have mine! Don't, Don't throw, throw it. it! I fished the totem out of my bag and hand it to... 
not toss it at, Sella. She and Eric's make plans to meet tomorrow in the square. Sella tells him what happened in the forest so that he knows what to expect. Eric's seems to be warming up a bit. At minimum, I don't think he'll be throwing totems at Sella anytime soon, which I consider a great improvement. Once the two of them are finished, Sella and I head to the tavern. After being surrounded by so much quiet the past few weeks, Sella says that she would love to hear some clinks and clanks. I think she's considering breaking a mug just to hear it crash. I'll warn the barkeep when we arrive. But right now, one of the local workshops is already hammering away, and it's music to both of our ears. Thank you for sidequesting with us. This episode, Silent Treatment, was written and produced by Tal Manier, with dialogue editing by Brad Colbrook. Eric's was voiced by Stephen Indrasano. Sella was voiced by Bonnie Calderwood Aspinwall. Sequoia was voiced by Tal Manier. The voice of Ryan was Tal Manier. A big thanks to Eliza, Ali Maria, Ilya, Jesse, Sarah, and Spencer for supporting this episode. A lot of people remember what they dream about when they go to sleep. But what if you discovered you could move between the world of dreams and real life? That's the story of Dream Breachers, where Evan wakes up on his 12th birthday and realizes that something he dreamed about that night had actually happened. Dream Breachers is a high-stakes sci-fi mystery adventure. And with the help of his friends, a reappearing stranger, and a mysterious organization called the Dream Academy, Evan will discover what it means to be a dream breacher. If that sounds like a dream to you, you are in luck, my friend. You can listen to Dream Breachers now, wherever you get your podcasts.